Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Tech Chit Chat Show. This is episode two. My name is Ken and you can find me on Northern Viking Everyday and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen. You can find him at Stephen Loney on YouTube or 8-Bit Warrior on Twitter. How are you doing today, That's Stephen? Right. Yeah. I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah. Good, good. And you have your coffee again? I know I do. This is my second Absolutely. cup. Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, mornings. So you're doing well today? <laughs> yeah, doing well. Yeah, nice. Good day. Yeah. yeah. So you just told me that this is just like uh, working at a gas station doing doing a tech talk show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. No context. Context helps. <laughs> just saying, I used to work at a gas station years ago, and I every time we'd start doing it was the worst. It was kind of the hardest part to get into it. Even at a gas station, you had to deal with all these people and. The start of it was like, do I want to do this again? And then you start working and it's fine. So yeah. it's not uh, like we were, <laughs> we were talking about the hardest part of doing this is actually just push pushing the record button on our screen here. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, here we are, episode two. Um, I think the first one went well. If you want to go back and watch that, you can do that over on YouTube as well as we're on several different podcasts at the moment. Um, most of them Anchor, Google, Spotify. Um, and more, so go check those out over on those platforms. Should we just dive right into it, I guess, and get rolling sure. here? Mm. All right, um, first thing we wanted to talk about, and this one is kind of interesting to me anyhow. Um, I got my hands on this last week. I don't own it, but I got to play with the new Canon M50 Mark II, and I say new, it came out in the fall. Um, but this one's kind of a little bit uh, more interesting to something I'm doing because the Canon M50 Mark II is really a camera that's come out um, designed for the content creator. And I'll give you a little bit of background. I'm using right now a Canon M200, which is kind of, I want to call it the watered down version of this camera, um, the M50 Mark II for streaming. So what you're seeing right now is coming through my Canon camera and not a webcam. Um, but they've come out with this Canon M50 Mark II. There's been a little bit of a controversy surrounding it just because it is, um, a lot of people say it's not that big of an upgrade over the Canon M50. The M50 though had some features that, or sorry, the M50 Mark II has some features that I think are great that the M50 didn't, and I don't know why there's such a controversy. I think some people think it just could have been a firmware up upgrade in the old camera, but um, so they've really gone after the content creator on this one because it does a, some really cool things. So if you are um, into social media with Instagram, for example, you can flip this camera on its side and film in vertical mode. Um, the other cool thing that they've done with it, and the reason I bought the M200 as well is it has what's called clean HDMI. So that allows you to plug an HDMI cable into it and put it into your computer and get a clean signal. So you don't have all the, all the writing on the screen that you typically see the record button, everything like that, as well as it's given you an unlimited runtime. So um, it's not gonna shut off after half an hour of recording. Now, that being said, my screen turns off after half an hour of recording, but it still continues to output that that information. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of a cool camera that's come out. It's really quite small, much smaller than the older, um, let's call it film cameras or, or non-mirrorless cameras, because this is a mirrorless camera. Um, 
But yeah, it's a it's kind of a cool one built for creators. I don't know, Stephen, have you had a chance to um, look at this or or seen any of these Canon cameras? No, I haven't looked into this too much. I I I, I live what's the word vicariously through you at the moment with this kind of stuff because <laughs> um, I know how much like and you sorry you're using a Canon right now you said. I am currently using a Canon M200, so kind of the watered-down version of this camera. Yeah. So, like, as being a Canon user, then does this does this product? I know you you said that people said that it could have just been a firmware update or something like that. But um, are are you excited for? Like, are does it have your interest? Like, it, it definitely does. Um, and like I said, I got my hands on it this week. I got to play with it at work, yeah. and. Um, it feels very similar. It, I mean, it looks pretty much identical to the M50. Yeah. Um, but I, I think just them being able to unlock the features for, for live streaming, it can do um, wireless streaming as well. So you could do it wirelessly, plug and play as a webcam with Canon software. That being said, it's a lower resolution. You're not going to get the full 1080p from what I'm understanding. Um, but I think for, like, if you're a, a streamer, um, for gaming and you want a good quality camera, this might be an option for you because of that clean HDMI. Now I know I have mine plugged into an Elgato cam link. And if you're not sure about what all that stuff is, I can put links in the description below so you can check it out. But basically that's a video capture card that allows me to, to use this with my computer as a webcam. So you get a much higher quality um, video signal into your computer versus using a webcam. Now, the, and I hear the um, complaint from some people saying, "Hey, this could have been a firmware update or this or that." Um, I don't know how much has changed internally. So, if you just from the outside, just from feeling it and just using it, it could feel the same. But we don't know how much engineering has gone on inside. That's um, true. Yeah, uh, I, and, and I agree. I haven't actually looked too much into. I mean, there's some tweaks. I know that, but I don't know how much internally has well, changed. And, and think, think of it in the case of like vehicles. I mean, for example, the Dodge Grand Caravan, there's like 2009 to two, like 2018 yeah. all look the same exterior. Likewise, you could think that they're all the same vehicle, but they're, there's like 10 years difference between the same vehicle. Um, yeah. And people aren't complaining saying that this, these, are all, these are all the same, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think in this case, I think under the hood, inside is like how much engineering has gone on that's not seen. And so, yeah, you could feel and be like, this looks exactly the same, but that may not be yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, and it could be true. Maybe they're right. Maybe it could just be the exact same thing. But at the same time, I think there could be little things inside that are that are improvements overall. So, yeah. yeah, I guess one other thing, like I think Canon's trying to catch up with Sony and the streaming market. Um, right. Mo I would say probably most people who stream out there have used Sony cameras, the 6,000 or the 5,100 or even now 6,400, 6,500 um, because they've had clean HDMI and um, those sorts of features for, I think, longer or um, more cost effectively for a longer time, I would maybe you can put it. Um, so this is, I think, Canon's attempt, these last few cameras to kind of get into that content creator market. So, right. yeah, um, which kind of leads us into the next thing, which is actually Sony. I can switch over to that. Um, so there is some news coming out tomorrow. Um, there's supposed to be an announcement from Sony. If you go onto YouTube right now, it's just, it's set up as a, 
as a live stream that hasn't started yet. And there's a big announcement coming from Sony tomorrow. The rumors are that they're going to be launching the Sony A9 III. Um, that, again, is rumored. Um, there might be some other cameras coming out as well, who knows, that are going to compete with the Canon M200. Um, so that's coming out tomorrow. Now, some of the interesting stuff that they're they're talking about is this camera, if it is, if the rumors are true, could be an 8K um, camera. So I'm assuming it would be um, a full frame 8K camera, which <laughs> is a lot. Um, I do most of my filming still in 1080p. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts there on that, Stephen? I mean, this looks pretty cool. I'm kind of a fan of like new Sony cameras, like as someone who's been kind of interested in trying to get into like filmography and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Like, so this, yeah. So 8k and I'm reading here that apparently it's originally was being reported for being uh 5,900 is about $6,000 us. Now, if this is right now, it's saying that it could be at 5,000. I mean, that's cheap for like an 8k camera that probably has tons of bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, compare this back in the day, like, 10, 15 years ago when you wanted something that was high end to do stuff with. Um, yeah. The fact that these are options that are under $10,000 <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Cause back in the day, if you were trying to look for like professional stuff, it was pain, like it was expensive. Yeah. Um, well, I know in that price range, you're getting into the black magic cameras and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I know um, the, like the seven series has been extremely popular with content creators as well. Um, Sony's really, taken the lead in in cameras especially for video um over especially companies like nikon and whatnot yeah um sony's really taken the lead in in that for sure yeah so, and i think i think back in the day when i was first trying to get into filming and stuff i think i think it was the sony that i never bought one because it was still kind of but i think it was like thirty five hundred dollars back in the day i think they may have been one of the early ones to even support this market. So I don't think it's yeah. anything new for them to yeah. be in this. Yeah. So. I, I remember, I think it was your first camera for that. You did some video work on an old Olympus. That, oh, oh that, <laughs> point, it was a point and shoot like this big. It was awesome. Back in, that was, that know, was like, that was a cool early camera. Thousands. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it, it took double A batteries too. Awesome. So. <laughs> we had a double A battery camera as well that we yeah. put rechargeable IKEA batteries in, but <laughs> it, it didn't do video. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that that's your start into doing video work was with a batter a camera with double A batteries. Double A batteries. <laughs> no, it was actually actually when I actually first started doing uh, some filming was with a. Um, uh, mini DV. What was the uh, digital, the old digital film? Oh, a camcorder, like a mini DV. Like yeah. 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 And I had, I was transferring it over on USB one, which is painful. So mm -hmm. I wasn't using FireWire or USB two. It was, it was USB one and it would take a long time just to transfer like low resolution video. And it was painful. Okay. So anyways, today we're so spoiled to be able to transfer things right away. Back then it was yeah. just waiting half an hour to get like, 20 seconds of a clip or something you felt like it was yeah. painful, so well i do have a sony hi8 camcorder in my closet back here somewhere <laughs> so oh, you do. That, that i bought in 2003 i think so 
It's. I think it still works. We can keep watch it in the old, closet. <laughs> our old home movies. Maybe I'll put it up on the shelf up here. Yeah, and, uh, with those old cameras. So, awesome. Let's uh, keep rolling here. I, the next thing we wanted to talk about was Google acquisitions. Um, they've been quietly buying a few different companies lately. I know one in December we're going to talk about in a moment. But then recently, this past week, let me pull this up here. Um, Google bought Fitbit, and which is kind of interesting. I know, honestly, I... I've got an older Samsung watch right here, and I just bought a new one this past week, the Samsung Galaxy 46 millimeters, still waiting to be shipped. So um, I'll be getting that soon. So Google is, I think, trying to step more into the smartwatch um, business. Um, I think they've already, this is how much I know about Google's smartwatches. I think they've already tried some stuff. Um, but they're definitely going to try and compete with Samsung. And of course, the big one, the Apple Watch, um, I haven't tried that. My sister has that. She loves it. I think your brother has one too, hey, Steven, and your dad. Yeah. Apple Watch. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm laughing because I think I think my one brother, I think he bought one, but I think it was a knockoff and it got wet and it started, the strap started burning his wrist or something. So. Oh, not the watch. The, the strap was a knockoff. Oh, just a strap. Yeah, okay. Strap Thank you. Was, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. I didn't I didn't follow up on full, but <laughs> <laughs> so he was getting uh his he was getting his wrist was all burnt up from the knockoff Apple strap. And yeah, so make sure you buy a, a real strap if you're if you're buying one of those because it was it yeah. like oh, doctor, the going to the doctor were worthy. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so back to that. Um, yeah, Google bought Fitbit for two point one billion dollars. Wow, B with billion with a B, and um, yeah, I think that's their attempt. From what I understand, that I guess they're gonna try and get into that market. I know they they've done this kind of stuff in the past. The other interesting thing, if in this article, um. It talks about them. I believe it was this article. It might have been a different one. It taught. Oh yeah, they for in January they also spent forty million dollars um, to buy some smartwatch technology. Sorry, I'm looking off to the side at my other screen here. Some smartwatch technology from Fossil as well. So it's clear they're they're trying to get um, into this market a little bit more. Maybe not. I don't know if they'll change the name or if they're just going to be using the Fitbit name. I know the Fitbit name is is pretty big. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens there in the next year. Yeah, um, I'm not even I'm not even into this. I don't like having things on my wrists and stuff like that. But like I obviously know what Fitbit is. Like I don't mm -hmm. even I don't even care for the tech. I'm not it's not for me, but I definitely like you guys know you guys use it. I think yeah. right you and then like people in my family. It's a big name. Well, and the one thing, like we've had a few Fitbits over the years. Well, I shouldn't say that. My wife has had a couple yeah. and they've not held up as long. And hopefully Google can address that. Like they've, oh. um, we've had a couple of them and they've both broken within a year. And like the Samsung watch, I've had it for three years now and it still works great. Um, See, that's what I, with with the Fitbit name, I would have expected it to be the higher quality. Like, mm -hmm. like it'll, I would have expected the marketing to be it can take anything. It would just be like a strong, 
Yeah. And and maybe we've just had bad luck. Um, actually, that's, that's the thing. If you've had a Fitbit um, watch, write in the comments below how long it's lasted for you. I'd love to hear about that because we've had a couple of them and they've lasted probably no more than a year. So if you have one, I'd love to hear about it in the comments below. That would be great information. Um, the other thing, so those are, that's one thing they got into. And back in December, um, this one kind of tweaked my interest. Google actually bought Neverwhere, and many of you probably haven't heard of Neverwhere. Um, I've been meaning to try this out, and now I'm just going to hold off a little bit. So there was a company called Neverwhere, and it allowed you to turn your old laptops into a Chromebook. So um, Chromebooks use a lot less resources to run. So technically, you could turn your old laptop into a Chromebook, and it should run great and snappy and fast just because of the the resources if you have an old laptop. So um, I was wanting to try this out, but now that Google's bought Neverwhere, I'm kind of hoping it becomes official and um, I can try it out officially with with Google um, promoting adding this to your laptop. So um, using, creating the, adding the Chrome OS to your old PC. So that would be kind of cool. Um, I know we talked a little bit about Chromebooks last week as well. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What are your kind of thoughts there on that one, Stephen? I think this kind of uh, thing is cool because uh, I haven't used uh, the Chromebooks very lightly for my niece. She had it for school and I was like looking at it and stuff. But um, but I know how much you can get a speed up with old tech if you, for example, put like um, Linux some versions of Linux on old hardware. I've seen like huge important, like where you can have an old laptop that just runs like garbage, like with modern windows, even, mm. even with an older windows, even with a seven or an eight, it just, just, it's just like, it just runs like terrible. And then, but I found that if you take uh, certain forms of Linux and you put them onto an old laptop, it just brings it to life. You suddenly you can web browse again, you can watch YouTube videos. Um, and I think with the Chrome OS, I think it should be the similar experience. It's like, great, why not just take that old laptop that is good for nothing at the moment? It's a painful experience. It, it's frustrating. You put Chrome OS on it and it should just, again, bring it to life. Uh, and especially especially for like old laptops that only have like a one or two gigs of RAM in them, um, Windows seems to eat, like for example, the Windows OS, I'm not, I, I don't know what Mac does, but like, with Windows, it seems to use like one and a half gigs out of the gate just to load up. And you have mm -hmm. like half a gig left where, uh, speak from Linux, if Chrome, I'm assuming Chrome OS is similar, but with Linux, there's some distributions that you use like half a gig, like 500 megabytes to boot it up and you have like a gig and a half left for like, it's a huge difference. And it just yeah. brings, so I think that's cool. It's a good way to um, bring old hardware back to life and to rather yeah. than throw it out and waste it. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. Well, and last week we talked about Windows 10X, which was Windows version of of um, the Chrome Chromebook. And so I know, like maybe maybe both of them, maybe you'll be able to install Windows 10X down the road on your old laptop and and have it run for longer as well. So hopefully, yeah. those sorts of things come around. Um, it's actually not a bad idea making a light version of Windows so they can compete in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, we've all had those. <laughs> I mean, I've got a couple actually computers just waiting to, 
to try this out on because I think it's cool. Like to have that old laptop maybe sitting by the couch where, but it's snappy, you can still search stuff on the web really quick would be super handy. So yeah, but yeah, awesome. Um, why don't we roll into monitors? Do you, I know we were chatting about monitors. This kind of leads into some computer talk here. Mm -hmm. I know you had some thoughts on monitors that you were thinking about. Um, let me pop up this slide we had here. Um, so I know ASUS with CES all happening. I know ASUS announced a bunch of monitors, some 4K 120 hertz action monitors and different things. <laughs> action <laughs> monitors. I love how they put action in there. Um, 43 inch 4K gaming monitors, 144 hertz refresh rates, all sorts of big numbers coming, big flashy numbers coming out. This isn't um, your mother's yeah. monitor. <laughs> <laughs> 8K monitors, well, 8K TVs and different things. I don't. Have you seen any 8K monitors yet? I, uh, not in person, no. no. Uh, maybe. Or heard of any being announced? Um, I mean, I have been watching. Like, I was watching Linus Tech Tips, and they were doing like 8K gaming. They were. They had like I think it was was it LG. Okay. Or, anyways, they were doing like 8K gaming with like the latest GPU cards, and so that's the only thing. That's maybe. The most recent thing of but in person i don't know that i've seen 8k stuff yet okay um, i i mean i know they have like the tvs at best buy or whatever but not on the monitor side i haven't personally seen anything but oh yeah, right like yeah i don't know i have i haven't seen even even 4k is still i for me that i find it sometimes unreasonable to even i don't know yeah, well, um, I'm using, I I mean, we have a 4K TV, but um, <laughs> like these are 1080p monitors. Um, I mean, until recently, most of the content we've had is has not been 4K. Other than we bought a got a the new Chromecast, and that allows us to do 4K on that TV. So that's oh, it does cool. eh? Yeah, so that yeah. we got that at Christmas. So that was definitely nice. I mean, now we're kind of moving to the TV side of things, but I, I think with, so with the 4k gaming monitor, it, it seems to make more sense for TV, I guess. Um, even for like monitors for, if I want 4k monitors, it's actually for, um, content creation for having more space to work with like a, a, a video editor and have more room that way. Not for mm -hmm. gaming, for gaming. I'm content at like 1080p or like 1440p and 4k is just like, for me, it's like, why do I mm -hmm. really need that? Um, I just for gaming in 4K for me, it's it's not a seller. Uh, I mean, I guess the high refresh rate is nice. 144 hertz is nice. Um, mm -hmm. uh, again, usually for six, I'm okay with 60 frame. Like for me, I'm not a big high refresh rate person, but um, 144 is nice. Um, so I'm not excited. I, honestly, it's fine. But the big biggest deal breaker for me right now is once you go into these monitors, you're paying a much bigger price than you are for like a 1080p high refresh rate monitor. You can get yeah. decent 1080p 144 hertz monitors, but once you go up to like to the 1440p and 4K, you start paying quite a lot bigger price on them. Yeah. Um, well, and when I, so I bought these two monitors back on Black Friday, I bought some other monitors and returned them because I had a problem with one of them. Um, yeah. But I, these were the Black Friday, they're Dell monitors. Um, they were only, I think, $119 each, and they're yeah. 24 inch 1080p 
75 hertz Dell monitors. Yeah. And I've been very happy with them. They're gaming monitors, one millisecond response time. Um, so if I wanted to jump to 4K, it was at least going to be double that. Um, Would you I'd consider those them. monitors? Oh, they are they action monitors? Would you classify <laughs> action? Well, I depends. Um, <laughs> am, I, am I playing Call of Duty or not? Honestly, I don't. I don't play much Call of Duty. Um, what's that? Uh, that oh, I can't even. This is how much gaming I do recently. I can't even remember that racing game where you drive the car and hit the soccer ball. <laughs> oh, Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League. That's pretty much yeah. the most I've played on here. <laughs> um, my, kids, my kids have played a bit of Fortnite, but um, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> that's about as far as I've gone with gaming on these yeah. these computers for sure. So that's a other good than deal. I did, I did download the or um, claim my free copy of Battlefront Two the other day. Oh, you did. Yeah. So, but you claimed it, but you haven't played it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I claimed it, but I didn't play it. <laughs> so we'll have to try that out. <laughs> so. Awesome. Yeah. Any uh, other thoughts you were thinking about with monitors there, Stephen? Uh, no, I'm just hoping to see the prices come down, I guess, to be competitive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Even even for me, I just would like to see a competitive pricing market in the 1440p for monitors, for, for monitors specifically. Um, and I kind of don't see 4K as a big push. I'd rather see 1440p become competitive in pricing and all of that. So um i know the next topic hits close to home with you uh, yes <laughs> being a programmer and yeah so i am a game programmer and my tool of choice that i use is actually called uh, game maker studio developed by a company out of dundee scotland called yo-yo games and they were this past week i believe uh, officially purchased by a company called opera which develops a web browser, as many of you might know. And uh, yeah, so this is kind of a big deal. So YoYo uh, -Yo Games was previously uh, owned by a, a parent company called Playtech, which was actually a an online gambling software company, which from the get-go that they had bought it like four or five years ago. Yeah, I think it was five years ago. And it was kind of like a, a weird place to be of like the software is now bought by online gambling uh that didn't sit well with like even with myself it was kind of like mm, not the biggest fan of this and we just kind of went with it um so this is actually really big news for that community of opera coming in because opera is like uh just seems more in line with game development software like it seems like a better fit than an online gambling company it just mm -hmm. seems like yeah um so that ties into what's really cool is opera uh is the uh, has an, a browser called Opera GX, which is kind of like you have the action monitors. I guess you can consider this the action <laughs> web browser. The action um, web browser. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's the web browser for gamers. Um, yeah. And at first, it sounds really cheesy, and it and it kind of is, and wonderfully so. But um, so Opera GX, yeah, this web browser. Um, this is where it kind of ties in well with gaming software and this and that. They kind of have they're already kind of going in that direction of trying to embrace the gamer community and stuff. Um, and so the Opera um, GX uh, browser allows you to control like how much CPU the, uh, the web browser can use at max. So if you're playing a game in the background, you can tell the web browser to only use like 10% at max. So it won't like use up more of that or how much uh, RAM you want to use. Yeah, so the RAM limiter, the CPU limiter, 
And there's just more of these things um, focused towards if you're a heavy gamer, here's some things that you could be interested in this browser to just kind of, and some of these things, again, they may sound like cheesy and like unnecessary, but it's actually kind of cool. It's actually trying to focus on people who want a bit more control of their web browser and what it's doing. And yeah. um, so that's what's kind of cool. That's what Opera is up to. And they do also have a more default web browser that's not the gamer web browser. It looks. Are they um, having a gaming store as well, I guess it looks like? Well, that's the thing. Uh, I haven't looked into it deeply, but they might get yeah. into that. And that's where it's kind of like... So the thing to tie into is... Um, Recently, Flash is officially dead now, as of this year. Yeah. And so now it's uh, there may be a, a renewed focus on HTML5 um, content, especially mm -hmm. in gaming. Because uh, Flash gaming was quite big back in the day. Now it's kind of like dead uh, for the most part. And so there's some consideration is, is Opera trying to get into... Uh, pushing HTML5 gaming, they tied into a store. Because um, uh, Game Maker Studio, which I use, does export to HTML5 for uh, online gaming. So you can put it in a web browser, mm -hmm. develop. So there's just, yeah, so that's with the Opera GX is are they going to try to tie in HTML5 web content into it and try to really use Game Maker Studio to push that side, to help in that. It's just kind of a cool little thing going on. So for me, as a... Um, as an end user of Game Maker Studio, it's good news for me. I'm excited about it. And it's kind of like looking at Opera and being like, okay, cool. What are you guys up to? What are you doing? Um, yeah. What's what's their what's their uh, trajectory with, uh, um, yeah, things like having stores in the web browser and that. What, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes and what they have in for mind. Sure. Yeah, so. and it looks like it's got integration into Discord. And I use you and I use that a lot when we're chatting and preparing for this show and uh, Twitch integration. I hadn't looked at this until, honestly, this morning, this this information. It looks kind of cool. I kind of want to install it and try it out, and I can <laughs> see how it work, works with Rocket League. <laughs> you can throttle your CPU and RAM and some <laughs> web browsing. Awesome. Um, that kind of leads into our last topic today, and um, we just kind of dropped this in here at the end because I saw this this morning. Um, this week, there was some... Let me just switch this here. This week there was a shutdown in a big tournament um, for about an hour because there was allegations of hacking with aimbots. And um, yeah, it was a pretty big tournament, a $250,000 Warzone tournament, um, Call of Duty Warzone. So um, they had to shut it down. I don't know. Have you, wa you watched the video, Stephen? What were your thoughts on... Did you think they were using an aimbot to help them with this? Or I know there's lots of allegations that there is cheating going on, whether this was a case of that or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, watching the clip, like I, again, I haven't played Warzone, so I don't know how it, how it feels to play Warzone. I don't know the quirks. Like, so, I mean, I've played a lot of first person shooters, but like, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not surprised when I hear about cheating, even in these tournaments mm -hmm. and stuff. I've heard it's been a thing before. It's nothing new. Um, but watching the clip, I'd be hard-pressed to say, yeah, for sure, he's cheating. Um, yeah. I've I've played in matches online, a game where I could be accused of cheating, too, at times, when I was playing yeah. matches. And things just... You have moments where things just align right, and you just mm -hmm. get in the zone, and 
yeah, it's like, well, that was major cheater moment, but I wasn't cheating. Yeah. This is so if I look at it at a glance, if I was playing in a um public room, uh say I was playing PUBG or something, which I have played, and I saw this happen, I would think, good job. Like, I mean, there might be like it looks like there's some aim assist. Um yeah. no, actually, so if I was playing in like a PUBG room, I, I would yeah, I'd be wondering if this was suspicious. Um, but because this is supposed to be like more pro tier, I'm thinking, well, it could be because some of the pros are really crazy. Like, so yeah. it's hard, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. at the same time, I think this was, I don't know if this was a live recording or a uh, replay of it. And I yeah. don't know. I don't know if the replay is slightly modifying how the actual, how it actually looked to the player. Yeah. So I don't know. From my from my understanding, the player got pulled from the tournament, but he did give the tournament full access to his computer. From my understanding, that they could search his computer for any I don't know what you call it aimbot files. Um, so yeah, but he could clear out his own aimbot search files beforehand for sure. Yeah. So um, just an interesting concept. I I mean, as um, large gaming tournaments become bigger and there's more money in it. Um, it'll it'll definitely need to be cracked down on if it is becoming a problem. Um, just Do you know what? Get, there, there is a lot of money in it. It gets me thinking that in the future, it's like if you really want to get into like pro tournament stuff, having mm -hmm. to purchase pre-approved hardware and uh, like actually buying into locked down um, computer tech that you're sent, that you buy, that you mm -hmm. pay premium for, and it's locked down. Um, yeah. And I for think the that whole tournament, maybe you could practice on yeah. your own, but practice on your own. But if you want to do these money tournaments, having requirement of having lockdown software, they send you or hardware and software that if yeah. you try to modify it, it like it'll know. Yeah. Um, and, and right now it's kind of like, that's an expense, but it's like, if you really want to have for sure, no cheating, you got to have something that locks it down. And, and yeah. as long as people are using their own computers, yeah. you can't really. Well, there's sure. big, there's big money in it now. I mean, that's two hundred fifty thousand. But I know, like the Vancouver Canucks hockey team, they own a esports team. Um, oh, they do. Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, professional sports franchises that have actually bought esports teams, and I think okay. it's just growing. And I think as it continues to grow, they're going to have to somehow crack down on it so that the cheating doesn't happen. So, yeah, I thought that was. Kind of just an interesting, interesting thing to uh, throw in there. I kind of that sort of winds down to to everything. I know we have a question of the day here for you guys, and it kind of goes back to the Sony announcement as well. We talked about it with the monitors. What kind of resolution or is 4K and above resolution important to you? Um, I know Stephen and I talked about it. Maybe not so much for us of what we're doing. It is nice on a on a computer, but um, leave it in the comments section below if 4K resolution is important to you. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are there. And um, any other final thoughts today, Stephen, on on anything or? Um, no, I think uh, I'm. A, I mean, again, as a game maker, use uh, programmer, I'm excited to see yeah. where that one article we mentioned, but uh, other than yeah. that, um, yeah, nope. Uh, that's that's all for today. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of excited to, I know I um, get a chance to use that M50 Mark II. I'm kind of happy to see what Sony's announcing tomorrow. Kind of mm -hmm. curious that they are going to be announcing other cameras, maybe um, something to compete with the, some more models to compete with the M50. Um, 
Mark II, and yeah. So yeah, I'm awesome. I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing your opinion on that as as things go forward. I'd like mm -hmm. to hear more about that. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everybody for watching or listening today on all the platforms. Make sure you give this video or audio a like and subscribe. And again, leave us a comment below in the description. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, this was Tech Chit Chat episode two. Take care.